Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 307. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week. I'm also joined by our fabulous sponsor of this podcast, Blueprint MCAT. They are here every week helping me help you on your MCAT journey. We are continuing our Think Like a Pro series, our last one, actually no, second to last one in this series, we're going to balance today because balance is important. Sometimes you go a little bit too hard and you crash and burn and burn out and it's not good. So how do we balance everything that we're doing as a pre-med, as an MCAT student, as an MCAT test taker who's also applying to med school, who's also doing XYZ? There's just so much going on. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Before we jump in, though, make sure you go over to blueprintmcat.com to see all of the amazing free resources, just like this podcast, that they offer you. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com. Nicole, back for some more Think Like a Pro here on the MCAT podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. We we are going to think like a pro and balance like a, a pro walking the <laughs> tightrope. That's how good our balance is going to be. After Indeed, listening, I hope so. <laughs> after listening to our episode today, look, I I talk to a lot of students, and it seems like balance is probably the biggest hurdle for students, especially during the application cycle. You're going through the application process right now. You've already taken the MCAT, crushed the MCAT. <laughs> Thank goodness. I yes. have so much respect for people who study for the MCAT and then immediately afterwards, um, like draft all of their application materials. Um, yeah. So props to all of you out there that might be going through that process right now. Uh, it's it's tough, but you're going to make it through. Yeah. Students mm -hmm. who are traditional still in school. So they're mm -hmm. balancing potentially work out, outside of school stuff to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. They're balancing MCAT prep. They're balancing application prep. They're balancing extracurriculars outside of work stuff. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's talk about how do we how do we balance that specifically looking at it from an angle of trying to maximize MCAT score. Obviously, we're the MCAT podcast. Yeah. So I think um, balance is definitely. I agree. One of the biggest struggles that students have, right? Because 
It's all fine and dandy to say, oh, I got this Saturday free. I'm going to study for 14 hours today. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not sure. studying for 14. It's, it's not. It's really it's not going to happen because your brain is not built or trained for that level of focus for a sustained amount of time. So there's a combination here that we'll talk about of being um, realistic in a few different ways. And then all, we'll still also right, pushing ourselves to do the best we can do. Um, and I actually did a poll in one of my classes that I was teaching earlier because I had a lot of students. Um, I was talking to a lot of students and we were all feeling really behind and feeling really overwhelmed. Um, and I surveyed my students and we got eight We I was like, okay, we have got A, B, C, D. A is I am not stressed at all. Like things are going amazing. Um, two is like, oh, I'm a little bit stressed. Three is I'm pretty stressed. And four is like, I'm dying. Um, okay. <laughs> and the class was 50-50 on three and four, except for one person who said they weren't stressed at all, which hats off to them. Um, but this is to say that um, if you are studying for the MCAT right now and you are feeling really overwhelmed, you are not alone. This is yeah. really, really common because it's a big, big test. It's a big, big test. And it's a big, big task every day to study for it. So if you are feeling overwhelmed, um, what you need to do is you need to do some really, really critical self-reflection. And we need to think about why you are overwhelmed. And when I talk to students about this, this is exactly what I tell them. Um, and we send a big list. I send them a big list of questions. And I go, we're going to think about these questions and then you're going to get back to me. And we're going to figure out what is the actual problem. Okay. Because there's a lot of things that can make us feel overwhelmed. Okay. So one thing that might make you feel overwhelmed, right, is kind of not knowing what to do on a day-to-day basis, right? The overwhelming choices in front of you in terms of how do I study today? Um, If that is overwhelming you, you need a study plan, study planner tool. Blueprint has an excellent one. I'm biased, of course, but I love (laughs) Blueprint study tool. It's very excellent. So you either need to have a detailed spreadsheet laying this out for you, right? Or ideally you're using some sort of other tool that's going to automate this process for you. This is is standard uh, Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg. They wear (laughs) the same thing every day because of decision fatigue. Yes, exactly. Let's remove that from the equation. Exactly, right? And so in the... The biggest thing I said in terms of, okay, you're overwhelmed, um, why, right? Another big thing is that people don't feel like they're getting enough done, right? They don't feel like they're studying enough or they don't feel like for the studying they are doing that they're making good progress. And this is where things start to get a little bit complicated because the question is, is if you are not studying enough, why? right? So there might be some students who are dealing with procrastination, right? Like you set aside six hours to study, you only end up studying one out of those six hours. And the rest, you're just like anxiously scrolling on social media because you just like can't get up that motivation to start, right? Once you start, you're probably okay. You can probably do work for a little bit, um, right? But a lot of times it's really hard to get started, okay? So is it that you have a lot of time, but you're just not using it effectively? Mm-hmm. Or is it that you literally don't have enough hours in the weeks? Because especially shout out to my non-chads out there, um, my pre-meds with kids. Hello. Okay. There's a lot going on in life, right? Or if you're a traditional student, but you have a ton of things, you have a ton of extracurriculars, you're in research, you're volunteering, you're blah, blah, you got your part-time EMT job, all of these great things you're doing. Um, they might be a lot on your plate, right? So if you are somebody for whatever reason, by whatever mechanism that already has a lot on their, on your plate, 
and you start studying for the MCAT without changing that load, it's probably not going to go super well for you. Now, like I said, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying drop everything like a hot potato, right? Don't drop the toddler, okay? Certainly not. Or even not necessarily drop the, you know, your research opportunity or whatever it is. But we have to think critically. You only have a certain hours, a number of hours in the week. And in order to study for the MCAT, you need a lot of self-motivation. You need to be able to sit down and start. You need to be have a strong mental capacity for doing things that you don't like. Because studying for the MCAT in the moment, like, it's not fun. It's not fun, right? You're going to be forcing yourself to do it. And you have to be able to force yourself to do it every single day. And that requires mental energy, which I think students underestimate. So it's not just about... Does the math work, right? If I have seven hours of sleep and I eat for 45 minutes a day and I walk to class for 10 minutes, well, if you only walk to class for 10 minutes a day, you're doing pretty well, right? Or if I have to drop the kids off and that takes 40 minutes round trip, right? It's not about, does it all add up? It's about, does it all add up plus space for relaxation, plus space for what I like to call deep rest. When you are studying for the MCAT, you should be doing both deep rest and deep work. And ideally, you would be alternating between those two states. Because at some point, if your schedule is too busy, you can't just magically push yourself more and it will get better. It won't get better. It will only get worse. You will get burnt out. Your scores will start dropping. You're going to feel stressed. You're going to feel overwhelmed. You're going to feel like you can't do it. And you might not be sure why. Um, it might be because you need more free time. Um, so which is something that once again, in the pre-med culture, like we don't always talk about, like, I need you to have time to have fun. I need you to have things to look forward to outside of studying. Do I want you to go out every single night? No, that's probably a little bit too much, but you need to see what you can do for you to have that free time. Right. But Dr. Gray, if we do the math, okay. So Nicole's like, you need free time. Okay. Um, I need, like, I definitely, like, this feels like me. Like I'm not taking any time to rest. I'm not taking any days off. I'm just go, go, going. And I feel like I'm on a train and I can't get off and it just keeps speeding up. Okay. Um, there's only a certain, since there is a certainly certain hours in our week, right. There's two options either you, cause you need to study. If you need to study less hours per week, right. So if you're the camper, you have, right. You genuinely are using your time as effectively as you can. And it's just literally not enough. Yep. You, you need to study, you need to study less hours per week in order to avoid burnout and to stay productive while you're studying. If you're not actually being productive while you're studying, then you're not using your time effectively. That's why deep rest is important because you need mental energy in order to focus. That's just a fact. You need to build up that energy somehow. It needs to come from somewhere. Um, it's going to come from rest and from doing things that like fill up your pot right? or give you spoons. The spoons and now. I don't know if you're familiar with that, Dr. Gray. Uh, so people say, right, if you only have a certain number of like energy points or spoons throughout the day, um, you need to have enough to be able to give to your MCAT prep. Yeah. So you either need to extend your study period and push back your exam date or you need to drop something yeah. um, or you need to take a step back. From a commitment, right? Let's yeah. say you're two months out from your exam, right? Could you come not do that volunteer commitment for two months, right? Do you have like a family member who you could call in for like support? Yeah. Like, hey, like, can you just like pinch hit for me until like May? 
So let's, you know, I'll, I'll make you dinner. <laughs> yeah, let, let's talk about the negative consequence of that, though. And mm-hmm. I think it happens all the time. People are like, okay, I'm going to stop my volunteer job. I'm going to stop my clinical mm-hmm. experience. And then what it looks mm-hmm. like on an application is, hey, y- when you apply, you stopped your clinical experience in January. It's now mm-hmm. it's now May, June when you're submitting your application. Mm-hmm. you you didn't restart it because you're like, oh, that's, that's so nice. I have a little bit extra free time now. I'm working on my applications and my secondaries. Mm-hmm. That doesn't look great to medical schools because it looks like you went, check, I'm done, right? I, I got yeah, the I'm thing gonna, it's, and, mm-hmm. and it's, 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 a, it's a trap uh, potentially. Mm-hmm. And yes, right? Ultimately, you need to do what you need to do to get the MCAT mm-hmm. score that you need. And keep in mind that you don't want to make it look like you did something just to get the hours and now you're done with it and you're moving on to something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly. Um, I totally agree with that. Right. But if you if you need to take a step back from something, one that doesn't necessarily mean you 100 percent drop it. Yep. Right. Let's say you work two shifts a week. Can you only work one? Mm-hmm for example, right? So this is not, it's not a hundred percent, it's not a hundred percent one or the other thing, right? Maybe you can, you can push back your exam date and just table going to that club meeting for a few weeks, right? Maybe it's not even the whole time, right? Maybe you just need like a month to get back on track and then you can try to put, bring some of those things back in, right? Or if let's say you do like realize like, nope, I can't push back my exam date because I know the importance of rolling admissions and I want to get my score back by this. So instead of pushing back my exam date, I am actually going to drop a few things, um, right? Like if you drop something for like a month and a half, like, or some, like something like that, and then you picked it back up afterwards, um, right? Like that's not that that's not like a hugely significant thing, right? So in terms of definitely being aware, right, you know, we don't want to be checking things. But like I said, hopefully all of you listening are doing activities that you're passionate about. So I know that you're going to do your best to make it work. Um, but you also know that the MCAT's important, really, really important, right? So it's all about striking that balance, right? So, you know, don't just stop, go back, right, after you're done, right? Or if you stopped, right, and then maybe you start like a gap year position, something after that, right? Just be ready to talk about it. Um, I mean, because I think, like I said, being understanding how to balance your time is is really difficult. So I said, I think we're looking into reducing hours, I think is always a good first step. Um, like I said, or, you know, maybe, you know, it doesn't have to just be activities, right? What are other things that take your energy, right? Like, I don't know, cleaning your apartment or cooking, um, right? Like, is there like an inexpensive way that like you could try to offload some of that, right? Or maybe you're just going to like take your laundry to the laundromat and like pay an extra $20 for the next two months, right? Get two hours back in your day. I don't know what, you know, so, but really think is it, so it doesn't just have to be work or school things. Um, anything that takes energy in your life in like a bad way that takes mental energy, doing your best to minimize that is actually going to go pretty far. I said, so that's kind of the moral of the story for those of you, I said, who are genuinely putting it in every single day, but just don't have enough time. I said, because you have a lot of other commitments in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Prepping like a pro, um, I think a lot mm-hmm. of times comes down to intentionality, um, mm-hmm. where you, you talk about these hours in the day. And mm-hmm. a lot of times we'll start off the day, as you as you mentioned, right, of like, okay, I have a couple hours. I don't really remember where I should start or what I should do or whatever. How much 
do you recommend? Uh, obviously, the free study planner tool from Blueprint MCAT is amazing, but that is just the MCAT prep side of things. How much do you recommend for someone potentially going through the application process as well? Like I'm going to put in an hour of personal statement work here and then I have three hours of my MCAT prep and then I have an hour where I'm going to go to the gym and then I'm going to have a half hour where I'm just going to have some dinner and binge watch some whatever I'm watching. Like should students get that? Uh, Obsessive is the wrong word because then it's putting a negative connotation on it. I personally mm-hmm. like that sort of detail in terms of like, here's what my day looks like. I don't have to think about it. I just need to follow the plan. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I'm a big, my Google calendar is like packed wall to wall, right? Like some, <laughs> depending on the week, like I will block in time for like, here's what, like Dr. Gray said, like, here's when I'm going to eat lunch, <laughs> right? Like if you are a busy person, like you're going to need to have this level of thoughtfulness mm-hmm. about your schedule. Um, another thing that I recommend, especially if a student has a lot going on, right? Something else that you can put in your calendar is an hour or two hours each week that are your hour that you dedicate to the things that you've been putting off. Mm. Only the things you've been putting off, you are allowed to do in that time, right? So maybe it's working on your personal statement one week. You know, maybe it's like sending that follow-up email to your letter writer, right? To make sure that they don't forget to hit your school's committee letter deadline, um, right? So it's all about making sure you're building that time in. So definitely using like a calendar um, to said is a great resource, right? Writing this down in some way. Once again, mental energy. Don't try to organize all of this in your brain. I need you to offload as much stress and as much effort from your head as possible during your MCAT prep. So like I said, or if you can out, like I said, outsource something to somebody else, if you can put it down on paper, if you can put it into your calendar, right? If you can set reminders so you don't forget to do things, right? Because I want your, I don't want your background kind of, I call like the auto refresh in the back of your mind that's constantly checking, you know, if you like did all the things you need to do for that given day. Um, I want you to take as many things out of the background as possible. I want you to reduce background noise. Um, I said, so that way you can, that way when you sit down to study, that you can be present, that you can be focused. Because, you know, I mentioned before, right? Like, you know, you'll hear students or people will talk about like, I'm going to study 14 hours. Um, Like you would be better off like studying for four hours and doing like work sprints where you study for like 40 minutes and you really, really focus. And then you take like a 10 minute break and you study for another 40 minutes. You really, really are dialed in. I said shorter time periods of really intense work is deep work, like I mentioned before, is going to be better than like having your Netflix on in the background and kind of just like pushing through practice questions. And then when you go to make your lessons learn journal, uh, like we talked about a lot in a previous episode that you only kind of have to it and you don't, and you're like, ah, oh, I don't feel like trying to find a strategy. I just want to like check the box off that I like finished reviewing this exam. Um, it's a, it's a big, big problem. So it's not just about sitting down to study. It's actually about feeling motivated and maybe not good, but at least okay. <laughs> While you're still like, you're not like having the time of your life, but like you're present. You need to be present when you're studying. And that means that you can't study 24 seven because you yeah. will go crazy and you will burn out. It's, you might think that you can't, you won't, but you will, you will. It's yeah. only a matter. When should someone mm-hmm. go this is too much. I need to, I need to slow down my studying. I need to push off 
my mm-hmm. my test day. I need to push off my application cycle. Yeah. So I mean, I think it's the the biggest thing, right? Is let's say you're a month out from your scheduled test day. This is around the time um, when your practice scores are going to start to have a lot of meaning. Um, so if you are not hitting, starting to approach your practice score, when I say approach, um, if you are anywhere in like a roughly four to six month time period. Um, and you are a month out from exam day and you are still 15 points below what you would consider a score you would not need to retake, um, then it is time to push your exam. Um, if you're within 10 points, I would say that's kind of like the acceptable range. If you're more like six to eight points um, a month out, then you're starting to do good. When you get closer to that, like two weeks out, um, then we want to get closer, you know, like two to four points. And it's an obviously as close as we, as consistently as we can get our goal score before test day, it's going to just make, it's going to be security for you walking into that test day that you are more likely to get that score. So I said, you really have to, I think they said about that month out is really where you have to start asking questions in terms of, am I ready to sit for my exam? In terms of burnout, I said, you really need to be checking in with yourself regularly. Um, so it's a big thing. I said, if I have a student who's studying, who's clearly studying lots and their score is dropping, I almost can guarantee that that student is getting burnt out. It's like, once again, if you are mentally exhausted, what well, doesn't matter if you've learned a ton since last week, when you actually sit down to do your exam, your brain is not going to be able to do the critical thinking necessary to take your test. And even though you know more, even though you've been doing good studying, your score is probably going to drop. Um, if you are doing that, I said a similar advice for students who are dealing with score plateaus. I always check in about burnout always. Um, so think about, I said, right. How do you feel when you go sit down to study, right? Do you feel exhausted, right? Do you feel that dread, right? When you think about like opening your laptop, like, do you get a pit in the sense of your stomach, right? Or can you cultivate like some level of like, you know, like, I don't want to be doing this, but like, I'm going to get some good work done today, right? Like, if you can no longer cultivate any sort of positive spin in your mind, right? Whether we feel that way, right? If like any semblance of being able to think positively is going out the window and all you feel is dread and exhaustion, yeah. when you sit down to study, that's when it's time to take a step back. I had a week in my own MCAT prep where I had to take a week off um, because I was getting really burnt out. I just was not being productive anymore when I was trying to sit down to study. That's another big thing, right? Like you sat there for four hours and you're like, I just realized like I was like watching my phone half mm-hmm. of that time or I just like, like I just realized I was just staring at the wall for five minutes and didn't even notice your brain's on overload. It can't take it anymore. You need a break. You need a break. Um, and the reason like I said, I ended up having to take that week off because I kept skipping my days off. Um, I was like working and I was doing a bunch of other things too. And I was skipping my days off. I was studying seven days a week. Um, because I thought I didn't need the break. I thought that I could push through. I thought that if I just worked hard enough that it would translate to a better score and that every moment I wasn't studying was giving up points. That mentality can be helpful, but it can reach a point where it becomes really damaging. Uh, I said, so that's what led to me is that having to take an unexpected week off in the middle of my prep. And not being able to get through all of the resources that I was hoping to get through in my study plan because I was like over ambitious at moments. And I was like, I'm going to study for, you know, it was like six hours today. No, I didn't have the time or the mental capacity to study for those six hours. 
And so they said, what you need to do is you need to check in with yourself. I said, because it's it's easy. I said the ego. We've like Dr. Ray had talked about before, but think, oh no, I can push through. Oh, I can just do it. Right. But if the data in front of you is telling that for studying more is decreasing your score in particular, it's time to reevaluate. It's time to really get honest with yourself. All right. There you have it. Think like a balance pro. Hope this was a helpful episode for you again to continue helping you just really understand this process and how to maximize your ability to do well on the MCAT. Don't forget to go check out blueprintmcat.com, especially their free study planner tool. That's my favorite thing. Go check it out, blueprintmcat.com. Have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the MCAT Podcast. This is MedEd Media.